Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. If you or a loved one needs help getting sober, you can contact my direct business line. It is 203-917-8862. Again, the phone number is 203-917-8862. Um, so I think something I want to talk about today is hitting rock bottom or what rock bottom looks like for people or do you I do I need to hit rock bottom to get clean and you know the term rock bottom is kind of um it could be misunderstood I think there's a kind of like a conception that you need to hit rock bottom or um you need to go through a tremendous amount of pain in order to get clean and you know I really don't I really don't fully agree with that um Certainly a lot of people do need to go through a lot of pain in order to get clean, but it doesn't necessarily need to be the case for everyone, you know. Um, Each person's quote-unquote bottom looks different. Uh, I know for myself, my bottom was pretty pretty desperate, you know. It it was pretty bad. I really didn't have too many options left. Um, The... The the amount of yet I had left was getting smaller and smaller. And what I mean by that is um, people will say, well, you know, I haven't overdosed yet or I haven't gone to jail yet or, you know, I haven't lost my job yet. And um, it's usually a good indicator that there's a lot more room to hit rock bottom. And, and for me, there weren't a lot of yets uh, to go. So, but that doesn't necessarily need to be the case for you to get clean. Um, I know a lot of people that got clean while they were a functioning addict or a functioning alcoholic, and they still had everything intact. They still had their family. They still had a job. They still had um, their responsibilities and all that. And, and they turned it around. Now, I know people on the other hand, including myself, that basically lost everything and really didn't have too much wiggle room left. The truth is, if you're if you're going to get clean, then you you know, you basically you have to get to a point where you've had enough. You've had enough of something. You've had enough pain. Your pain threshold um has reached its limit. And it really just depends on how much pain you're willing to tolerate. Now for myself, I had quite a, a heavy pain threshold. You know, I, uh, there was a lot of shit I had to go through in order to really understand just how severe my problem was and that maybe I should try something different. Now for other people, maybe losing a job is enough or maybe the emotional pain of um, letting a family member down is enough to make the change. It really just depends on, on the individual. There's a saying that I always liked and it's nobody comes flying into sobriety on the wings of glory. And it paints a really clear picture of, Hey, nobody comes, uh, comes to the conclusion to get clean because life is going well. You know, usually people's lives are falling apart one way or another, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, uh, circumstantial, 
financial <laughs> or all the above, you know, that was basically the case for me. Everything was falling apart. And, um, so the idea of trying to get clean when things are going well is pretty much non-existent. That's why when you're younger, it can be tough. Not that you can't get clean when you're young. Cause right. I mean, I got clean at 20 and I think a big part of that was cause I started so young. I started getting high regularly at such a young age that by the time I was 20, I was ready. Like I went through enough mud. I went through enough pain to get there, but it, it can be difficult for when you're younger because you haven't really gone through the shit. You haven't really gone through the, the, the uh, serious amount of pain that it takes to want to change your life because something has to motivate us in order to make big changes in our lives. Um, it doesn't matter if it's addiction issues or if it's just lifestyle changes. Like whenever we are faced with a problem that we need to change and we are hardwired to, um, we're used to a certain behavior. It takes dramatic, um, impact to, to want to make that change. And it's either, you're either motivated by fear or want or both. And for me, um, the fear of, of continuing to live the way I was living was strong enough for me to try something different. Even though I did have a lot of fear about what sobriety was going to look like, you know, I was very nervous about that. I, um, and that's an understatement. I couldn't even imagine a life of, of what recovery was going to be like, you know, what the hell is recovery? I didn't, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what life was going to look like. I thought it was going to be so bland. I thought, um, I, you know, I had to deal with my emotions and, um, you know, I, I didn't even give myself a real shot. I, I didn't even think I'd be able to really stay clean for a week. And, and, um, you know, that one choice to turn my life around turned into eight plus years up until this point. And, um, I, I really don't say that with any ego at all. I'm, I'm extremely blessed and, you know, I just fell into the right situation at the right time. And that's why I have this podcast. That's why I make content. I'm here to give um, insight and inspiration, hopefully, to people that feel like they can't get it. Because, man, I have I was there. I did not think I was going to be a person that could get it. And, you know, 99% of the people that knew me would have told you the same thing. Like, there's no way this kid is getting clean. There's just no shot. And, you know, something just clicked, you know, enough stuff went wrong and enough evidence piled up in my life where I was able to see that, um, you know what, man, this, this getting high gig really isn't working out and, uh, I'm running my life into the ground. So why not, why not try something else? I always tell people too, like, you know, when people are afraid to go to rehab or they're afraid to um, commit to, to getting sober for a little bit. I'm like, listen, man, you know what getting high is like. You know what drinking is like. And it's running your life into the ground. You can always go back to it. If you, if you get sober, you know, give it a month, right? Give it a week, whatever. Give it a little bit. Try something different. What do you have to lose? Nothing, because you can always go back to getting high and drinking. Like, think about it that way. 
And of course, I'm not telling anybody to go back to drinking or getting high. It's not what I'm saying at all. But but if you really think about like committing to long-term recovery or holy shit, I have to get clean forever. I never thought like that. You know, I mean, th those fears crossed my mind, but I couldn't even wrap my head around being overwhelmed like that. So I always tell people, like, keep it simple, man. You don't have to stay sober forever. You just have to focus on the day and give it a little bit, like commit to the process a little bit. Go away to treatment. Get get help. You know, your job isn't more important than getting your life together or mending relationships, you know, and if and if you guess what? If sobriety doesn't work out for you, you can always get your misery back. If you want to continue getting high and drinking in the future, guess what? That will always be an option. You know where to find it. You know where to get it. But why not try this route over here? Because I'm telling you, like, this this option can actually introduce you to a good life. This way that you're continuing on will not. So... When you look at it in a logical way like that, it's like, yeah, it makes sense, you know? But when you're in the middle of it and you're in your addiction, you, you, you're battling your mind and you're battling the, uh, the, the demons that you're used to feeding, you know, because they're loud, man. When they, when, when you want to get high and you want to drink, those fucking voices are loud. And it's all you can hear for a lot for a lot of the time, you know. So um, it doesn't really allow you to think in a in a rational, logical way. And I totally understand that. But if you really just simplify things and, and say, "Hey, you know, I can always go back to this lifestyle. I don't have to stay clean forever. You know, why not give it a little bit? Why not try something different?" So, um, but you know, the idea is you don't necessarily need to hit the the quote unquote rock bottom. It just looks different for everybody. You know, there's, there's people out there that, um, where it was enough to, to get sober for, uh, their little, you know, their little cousin that looked up to them and, and realized that they were going down the wrong path. And, and, and that put some people on the straight now and they, and they look at their lives and they, um, realize that there is an issue that they need to face because it, it, it tugs at, it pulls at a certain emotional, um, it pulls an emotional lever within people that is important to them. And when it is, something is important enough for you to lose, it catches your attention a lot quicker than other things, you know? And there's other people where they're homeless. Um, they've lost all relationships they've they have no money and it's still not enough so it's interesting you know one of the things i really do think about is how can i i like trying to to get people to commit to sobriety and it's almost like a game in the sense of like how can you find the buttons to push you know how can you can you create that emotional urgency I like to look at it as is emotional urgency to get people help, you know, and everybody's got it. You just got to figure out what it is because when shit gets bad enough, people move. If your house is on fire, you're going to find some water. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're if things are going wrong in, in a big enough way, 
it's going to get your attention, you know, and, and when you're dealing with addiction and, um, you're getting high every day and you're drinking every day, it's a serious problem, you know, and you got to create that urgency because you just don't even know when that bullet's in the chamber, you know, you're playing that game of Russian roulette and you just don't know when that, when you pull the trigger and there's a bullet loaded in there, it's dangerous, man. It's a uh, scary shit. And when you have to talk with family members that are dealing with the repercussions of, of deaths in the family, and it's just devastating, you know? So, um, so everybody's rock bottom is different. And here's the thing too. It's interesting. You can hit rock bottom and you can get clean. And if you're not really keeping up on your recovery and really focusing on, on growing as an individual and, and transforming your life in a, in a spiritual sense. And I don't mean that in a religious sense. So some people get weirded out when I use that word. Oh, he says spiritual. He's talking about God. It's like, nah, nah man. You know, spirituality is just becoming your your better self, your bigger self. And um, and you can interpret that, that in any way you want. But, uh, but it, it really is about transforming who you are, becoming a better person. Because we cannot stay sober and um, continue to live a fulfilling life while maintaining old behaviors and old attitudes. I it took a while for me to realize that, you know, thought I was getting clean to, to stop doing drugs and to, you know, get correct my life and, and, uh, and hopefully get by. And I just wanted the trouble to stop. But I didn't realize that. I, it, it was a lot more, it was a lot more deep rooted. I needed to change my attitudes, my behaviors, my perspective of life. And there's so many different ways to do that. There's so many tools, you know, a big thing is hearing the word from people that have been there and that have gone through it and are still going through it. You know, and then you got tools like, um, you know, you gotta be honest with that. We gotta be honest with people. You gotta, gotta do acts of service. You gotta feel like you're contributing in some way. Cause that is, that is like healing the soul, you know, when you're like helping other people and you're doing things that are good for others and you're not focused on your own shit. That is, that is when growth, um, that is the total opposite of what I used to be. You know, I used to rob people and I used to screw people over. I used to lie. I used to manipulate. How do you, how do you come back from that? How do you change that? You do, you do acts of service for others. You contribute, you do something for society. Be a good fucking person, you know, change who you are. Be proud of like your name and like, you know, like create a legacy and it looks different for everybody, but there's got to be certain acts of service. There's got to be certain ways to contribute. Um, another big one is, is flipping ego into humility. This is always a tough one because your ego is constantly active. It's just whether it's quiet or it's loud. And so, um, trying to live with humility is is definitely a big transformation. It's a big change. And, um, you know, when I was getting high and drinking, man, my ego was always in charge because it was always about what I needed at all times. You know, I didn't I, I felt like I didn't have a choice. Um, but there's so many different tools, right? And, and then that's just like changing your behaviors and stuff like that and, and looking at life in a different way. But then literally like tools like meditation, prayer and meditation, if you believe in prayer. Um, but anybody can meditate. Meditate is a, meditation is a game changer. And I've talked about it sporadically 
um, throughout these different episodes. And, um, you know, I'm going to continue beating that drum. You need to have stillness in the mind. You've got to be able to take a break from the world and from your own thoughts and, and just being, you know, just being in the present moment. It's very powerful, not contributing to chaos, uh, mentally. A lot of people say, oh, I can't meditate. Well, that's bullshit. Everybody can, everybody can practice. You can get better at anything. Yeah. Well, I couldn't meditate in the beginning either. And, uh, and now I do it twice a day, every single day. And I don't miss, I do it every day religiously, you know? If anybody's wondering, I do TM, which is Transcendental Meditation. A lot of celebrities do it. I mean, a lot of well-known people do it. Not that you need to do it because celebrities are doing it. I'm just saying it's extremely beneficial. Um, there's a lot of science behind it as well. And um, there are TM centers uh, throughout the U.S. And I mean, I, I learned for like 400, 500 bucks or something like that. And I don't, I don't even think it was 500, but well worth the price. I mean, it's a no brainer. And, um, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why do things have to get bad in order for things to get better? Well, because if things were always good, you wouldn't want to change it to begin with. That's why uh, it's called the given the gift of desperation. When people get desperate, when things get real bad, that's when change is possible, you know? Things were always good, you wouldn't want to change to begin with. So, um, all right, well listen guys, that's pretty much all I got for today. Um, and yeah, you know, I, uh, I really, I highly recommend, you know, if you're really struggling, like I said, you can always reach out to me and um, you can call my phone if you're looking for help. My number is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. I hope everybody has a tremendous day, and I'll see you on the next one.